My daddy may now make an announcement. Yeah, so check two, three. I'm getting the weirdest sounds on my left ear. You are listening to the bitterest pill. I wonder if it's in my headphones or in my brain. I have no idea. You're listening. You are listening to the bitterest pill. Hi, it's Dan Class. I'm in my garage. I wonder if I'm recording right now. I mean, I know I'm recording, but I wonder if I'm actually recording the show right now or if I'm just doing a test right now. I guess that's up to me. It, it, it's up to a decision that I make in the next 10, 9, 8. Ah, crud. So welcome to the uh, podcast. I, I, apparently this is the podcast. I just checked what I, I stopped just to let you peek behind the curtain. I stopped and I checked and the sound I was hearing was from some headphones that I was wearing and now I'm not wearing them anymore. So now I don't hear that sound. See? Yes, I am discussing a sound that you will never hear because it wasn't in the recording. But here we, anyway, sorry, listen. So here's this, here's what has happened. I spend a certain amount of time getting ready to do these recordings. And then I spend a much longer amount of time procrastinating and putting off doing these recordings. And I was procrastinating and then I made a realization that we'll talk about it in a little bit, nothing major, but anyway, anyway, but, but I needed to call my mother. I needed to check in with my mom, see how she was doing, make sure no one's, you know, getting concussed. That's a big thing at their age. They're at the age now where everybody falls down all the time. I don't know what it is about the falling and the gravity and the balance. I don't know what's happening. But I just know that apparently there is an age, at least in my lineage, where you just fall down all the freaking time. So I had to call, you know, just to say hi. How you doing? Chit chat. Um, see if she had fallen today. <laughs> you know what I mean? So somehow we got onto the topic of my grandfather, her father. And I, I don't know how much I've ever talked about him, and I won't get into too much detail about the backstory, but let's just say not the greatest guy. Not the, neither of my biological grandfathers were the greatest guy, which is something that weighs heavily on my mind because, they, <laughs> you know, genetics. I, like I've come, I, right? I've, from both angles, I've got not the greatest guy genes, which is, does not make me happy. So my mother told me a story that I, I might as well tell you because this literally just happened like 10 seconds ago. She told me this story and I have to say it out loud because it, it, I won't be able to get on with the rest of the, the, the conversation. So I wish I knew how old my mom was at the time, but she must've been old enough to be out of high school and be working. Okay, so she's, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, whatever, right? My uncle, I think, had moved out of the house by then. My uncle was, you know, let's say two or three years older than my mom. So one night, they're at the house, my mom's house where she lived with my grandparents. They're at the house and a friend of my mother's has come over from work to have dinner. So the three ladies are sitting and having dinner and my grandfather comes in and he's all dressed up. Now, 
My grandfather may or may not have been a Lothario uh, of sorts, right? We, we There's much, right? Okay. He definitely liked to get dressed up. Definitely liked to get dressed up and have his picture taken, apparently. I had no idea until just recently. But he comes in and he's very dressed up. And there were even some flowers around that I guess some guy had given my mom, some pre-dad guy, had given my mom. He takes one of the flowers and he, you know, breaks off the stem and he puts it in his lapel. So he's looking really good. And my grandmother says, where are you going? And he says, well, I'm going to the Mason's Lodge. And she's like, oh, really? (laughs) Looking like that? Like... What's going on at the Mason's Lodge that you're wearing like your best clothes in a corsage? You know what I mean? Like, it was just weird. But you didn't interrogate my grandfather, Leo. You Right. So Leo leaves. And the ladies look at themselves, look at each other, look at, right, look around. They're like, what the hell is happening? And my grandmother says, God bless her. Let's follow him. And see where he's going. So because my mother's friend is there, they have a car that they can take that he won't recognize. (laughs) Perfect opportunity, right? So they get in the friend's car. They go driving around. They drive uh, all the way to Riverside, which I think is a pretty hefty drive from wherever the hell Oh, yeah, of course. Wait, I know where they were. They were at the house. So, yeah, I kept thinking they were at the other house. No, no, no. They drive from Fontana to Riverside, which is a drive. They end up following him all the way to this apartment building. He goes into the apartment building and disappears. So apparently the next day, my grandmother, while he's at work, drives back to Riverside to the the apartment building. And goes to the apartment building manager and says, oh, hi. Hey, listen, I was just wondering, does uh, someone have an apartment here named Leo Long? And the guy says, oh, yes, absolutely. He lives here with his wife. Oh, they're a wonderful couple. (laughs) Do you want to leave a message? Well, apparently he was shacking up with this woman. I think her name was, I don't know, I get it confused. I think her name, let's call her Cynthia. I think that's her name, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, yeah, he apparently had an apartment on the other side of town with this woman and her kids had this whole other thing going. And apparently this woman was my uncle's age. Let's do that math. Yeah, apparently this woman that he's got this apartment with that he's on the side is the age of his child. Slightly impressed, but still, I know, horrible, horrible situation, horrible. Clearly, it was the end of the relationship between my grandmother and my grandfather at that point, okay? And apparently they had met at the, uh, the cement plant. He worked at a cement plant. Is that what it's called? The cement plant? 
a place where you make cement out of whatever dirt or rocks or whatever you make cement. So I guess they worked at a cement plant. And apparently in 1959 or whenever the hell this would have been, 61, I don't know, you weren't allowed to shack up with your mistress. And they both got fired from the cement plant. Times they have changed because I imagine if you work at a cement plant now <laughs> and you're sleeping around with your 20 year old mist, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know that HR would really have a big, maybe they would, maybe if it's a big conglomerate that owns the cement plant, I don't, maybe I don't know what goes on. Maybe cement plants are very conservative situations. I have no idea. But doesn't that sound like, right? Like something right out of a movie. And then she goes in and says, isn't Leo Long have an apartment here? And they're like, yeah, of course, with his wife. <sighs> yeah. My other grandfather, I think, I got to ask my dad about this, but I'm pretty sure my other grandfather would actually just bring women home late at night to the house that he shared with my grandmother and um, ask for uh, my grandmother to cook them food. I think that might've happened. I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta check on that. The audacity is beyond measure. So part of my brain is pretty sure that I've heard that story. And part of my brain is like, there's no freaking way. Okay. Listen, even in the 50s, uh, that would just not happen. But maybe it did. I have no idea. I got to find out. So if, it's, if, it's, if it seems like I'm rushing through this recording today, it's because I haven't cut my hair. Because what happened? Now, you know, I'm totally a bald guy now. Like, like really completely bald. Head, head bald. You know what I mean? I saw some old video of myself today because I was looking for something on YouTube and um, on my, my YouTube, like behind the wall YouTube videos that I never show anyone. And I saw some video from about 11 years ago when I was still trying to look like a dork for commercials. And holy cow, I looked like a dork and really should have shaved my head 11 years ago. And you would think that being a bald, bald man, bald, bald man would be super easy. But you know what? It, I mean, it is, it is easy, but there's maintenance. And so every Saturday, I spend a good, probably what feels like an hour, cutting my hair off on my head. Because what happens is I don't do it at all during the week. And then it gets to a point where it's too long for this little thing that I have that I rub on my head to cut the hairs off. The hairs have to, the hairs have to be shorter. So it's a two-step process where I get a big razor thing, like a trimmer, you know, that a barber would use to trim your hair, right? The, the kind that usually has attachments. Well, I use it, no attachments, and go, have to go over my entire freaking head. Then it's short enough to rub this other thing. I, I wish I knew the name of these things. They've got, you know, it's like the circular thing with it, like Norelco, I don't know, whatever. If you're a bald guy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because if you're a bald guy, somehow Facebook knows you're bald. 
and starts dishing out the ads for these things that you rub on your head that cuts off all the hair down to the skin. And when I say down to the skin, I think I actually mean including some skin because I got to tell you, mine smells like rotting flesh. And I think maybe I'm exerting too much pressure when I'm trying to all the hairs off, but I'm clearly getting some living tissue as well, because really it's like a, a morgue in my bathroom when I'm done. The smell is horrible, but, but my head is super smooth, super smooth. Now, if I would just do what I mean to do, which is trim it on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I wouldn't have to go through this big two-step process. I could just and do the thing and it would be done. But instead I do it on Saturdays and then, you know, <laughs> it's like slowly the sides of my head get darker and darker until the next Saturday. So if someone that only saw me on Fridays, they would think, I'm just like probably look like a completely different guy because I look like a bald guy, not a bald, bald guy, like not a guy that shaves his head on Fridays. I look like a guy who lost his hair. And I somehow got into a habit. And I hope you don't do this, whether you're a man or a woman, you could do this, but hopefully, but I shave now. 90% of the time with no shaving cream and no water, just dry. I don't know why I started it. I don't know what compelled me to just like scrape the blades, the multiple blades across my face and neck. But <laughs> That's what I've been doing. And you know what? I haven't died yet. Okay. It won't kill you. And doing that pro tip super fast, right? Because think about it. You're not waiting for the water to heat up and it's finally hot. And then you're kind of wetting your face and then you're putting on the shaving cream. And then through the shaving cream, you're trying to determine the edges of whatever it is you're trying to shave the beard or whatever. And then you shave and then you have to rinse your face. And then you realize there's still shaving cream all over your neck. You got to rinse your neck again and again. And you finally do all that. And then you're soaking wet and the bathroom's a mess. And you finally are done and it's been like 25 minutes. If you don't do, right? If you just grab the razor and zzz, zzz, you're done. Now, it feels really not great. But it is fast. And if being, right? if being fast is the order of the day, it does work. I'm just saying. You're not going to bleed to death. Right? The schlick police aren't going to kick in the door. And demand that you put edge on your face or Barbasol or whatever the hell it is. It's all good, man. I'm gonna probably going to do it today when we're done. Oh, so anyway, so I usually do it on Saturdays. I didn't do it yesterday. Don't remember why. So I have to do it when we're done here. And I'm so, because I have to do it before tomorrow because tomorrow's Monday. And you know, I have a real job now, like a regular job that I go to. I go to a regular job in slacks and a polo shirt and black shiny shoes and a shaved head on Mondays. And if, no, I, I was going to say, if I don't do it, then on Monday, but it doesn't matter because I have to do it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to work 
with a head that hasn't been shaved since last Saturday. There's no stinky way. No. And part of my grooming, it's not grooming, it's, um, and maybe I get this from Leo. Leo was a dapper guy. And my slight nod to dapper is I am not a dapper guy, but I do have little idiosyncrasies about my wardrobe. For instance, I said I wear polo shirts. I do. I wear polo shirts to work, but they all have to be dark. Preferably, I would just wear a black polo shirt every day if I could get away with that and people wouldn't think I was absolutely nuts. Dark pants and a dark polo shirt. and that's what, But but I because I'm a bald, bald man, I need to, every once in a while, right, protect myself from the sun. And so I wear a baseball cap. But as I'm sure you know by now, Dan, uh, yours truly does not follow sports. And the vast majority of baseball hats, right, have sports logos on them. Sports logos or maybe athletic apparel logo or a beer logo. There's some kind of logo. There's not a logo that I can think of that I would casually slash proudly wear on the front of my head. So I'm so excited. I finally, in a fit of, uh, I don't know what, I got myself two in the, in, in the last week or two, two new baseball hats. I'm so excited. This is how easily, this is how easily uh, thrilled I am, I guess. As I go to this place down at the bottom of the hill near where we live that sells t-shirts and baseball hats, but blank baseball hats. And I buy blank baseball hats, and then I have the letter K, right, embroidered on the front. Now, I used to have one back, uh, I don't even remember when that was. It was back when I used to stream the show on Wednesdays or whatever that was for Alpha Geek Media. I don't. I think that's what it was called. But um, I had my dark blue K baseball cap. Well, I don't know what happened to that. It's long gone. I've got a new one. I got a new one. Because sometimes at work, I walk at lunchtime to try to get into better shape. It's not working, but I still do it. And when it's sunny, I really probably should wear a baseball hat because, again, one more time, bald, bald man. So I got my new one, but it's dark blue and it's all, uh, you know, like it's not a trucker cap. It's all cotton, the whole thing. It might even be wool. I don't think it's wool. I think it's cotton. But the point is, it's it's basically a big cotton heat trap that I'm putting onto my head because I'm a bald, bald man that needs to get out of the sun, right? So because of the cotton heat trap that I'm wearing, even though it has the letter K on the front, it still makes me sweat like a dog. Although I suppose not like a dog because I don't think dogs sweat. I think that's what all the panting is for. But I can't walk around near my office panting. I I don't think that's a good look. So I needed to get the second baseball hat, see, with the K on, right? I got that one today. It's a slightly lighter color, and it has the, like, meshy-meshy on the back. You know what I'm saying with the meshy-meshy on the back? Yeah. This is, is the thing that I've been the most excited about 
since I don't even know when. It's so sad. That's really sad. Because usually all I do is, well, I go to, so Mondays I go to work. I get up at the crack of dawn and I go to work on Monday, Monday to Friday, right? Every couple of months we get a day off. But that's pretty much it. Like a normal person, you go to work Monday to Friday, and then you have Saturday and Sunday off. But see, I, unlike normal people, and maybe we've talked about this since I kind of came back to the thing, the recordings, I really, and Melissa is just as bad, um, I don't know how to live. So I don't know how to enjoy myself on a weekend. So to me, the weekend is the opportunity to do laundry and clean the bathrooms and take care of a few other errands or, uh, and and that's about it. And I think other people do things like drink and go out and go to parties or go to restaurants. They have hobbies and friends and they get together with other humans and interact. And that sounds like fun until I think about the reality of it. And then it sounds like hell because I don't want to be around other people. I don't think. And even these recordings, again, I like procrastinate, procrastinate talking to you. And I know that's ridiculous. But what happens then is every Monday I go to work with my newly, somewhat newly shaven bald head in my dark, dark polo shirt. And inevitably someone will say, hey, Dan, how was your weekend? And I have to go, oh, it was good. It was good. Got, yep, got a lot done. And I didn't get a lot done. I did laundry and I cleaned the bathrooms and I fixed whatever the F is broken lately. Right? Because at first it was the washing machine or the dryer and then the other one in the reverse order and then the shower. Since the shower, it was then the under the sink water. And that one, I didn't even bother recording a podcast about it. This was several weeks ago. I didn't even bother because it was just too annoying. And how many, how many hours of podcast can you do about water leaking? I'd almost have an, right, a preference for electrical problems because electricity doesn't get everywhere. You know what I mean? Like water will get freaking everywhere and ruin everything and you can't control it. At least electricity, if you just snip the wires, it's done. At least you can contain the situation. But no, I guess, and and I'm probably, I think I'm totally to blame. Some fish skin somehow got lodged in the air gap, which is the breathing tube for the washing machine, the, uh, the dishwasher. And so water, whenever the dishwasher would empty, was pouring out like a torrent of water out of the air gap thingy on the top of the counter. So here I am now, right? Now I have to learn kitchen plumbing. And apparently, back in the olden days, before computers, when people just had to figure things out the hard way, they had to figure out these air gaps because I don't even remember why. Something, it has, 
all of the plumbing under your sink, all the weird curves and the things, and this thing goes into that, thing, it, it all boils down to this. They don't want stinky water smell coming back up at you, which I think is very noble. But did you know that like under your sink, you know how your drain has a big uh, loop in it at the bottom? You know, the drain, the water from the drain goes out in the drain, goes down, and then it kind of loops and it loops back up. That's so there's always, I think, if I understand correctly, there's always some water in there so you can't smell sewage. That's, that's genius, right? Well, apparently the air gap is kind of a similar thing. I don't remember what it's for, but it basically it's stopping something horrible from happening to you. But it kept spewing water because the dishwasher drains and it drains up near the air gap. So if the drain drain is clogged, the water can shoot up the air gap, which I don't know. Isn't there a better way? Couldn't we have just like a secondary drain or something? I don't know. So I had to open that all up and pull. I was pulling out salmon skin. Who knew? That salmon skin, if you put enough of it down your drain, will clog the drain. Apparently, I should have known that. But as with this kind of project, if you touch it, let me rephrase this. As with this kind of project, if I touch it, I personally, not speaking for you or the proverbial you, I, Dan, if I touch it, it gets worse. Even if I pay super strict attention to what I'm doing and I follow my steps very carefully, very conscious in the moment so I can back out of anything I do, right? Keeping this mental like undo button list of things that I've done. I inevitably get to a point in the project where I'm like, wait a minute, how did this go back on? Because water is still coming out of things. And it's never under the sink. It's never one thing uh, by itself. So it's somehow it's the air gap and the drain. Something is leaking. Maybe it's the, the uh, garbage disposal, but also the drinking water filter is, is leaking. Why? Because I looked at it. I don't think it was leaking before. Now it's leaking and it won't stop. And that's where the trips to Home Depot begin. If there's one, there's four. That just goes without saying. And no matter what. So I've, I've gotten to the point where literally I will take out whatever I think is the problem, whatever piece, right? This leaking or dripping or not sealing or whatever it's doing. I will just take it out. And take it with me to Home Depot like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing because that's exactly who I am. And it's never the same at Home Depot. It always seems like this is a great plan. I'm just going to take the part. How many parts like this can there be? I know exactly where it goes and exactly what it does. I'll just take the part to Home Depot. I'll find the exact thing. I'll buy it. I'll come. I'll replace it. And, da, 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 and I get to Home Depot and I stand there in front of the plumbing supplies. Not 
considering, you know, there's half inch and there's three quarter inch, there's one third inch, there's every fraction of an inch possible of every piece, but none of them seems to be the right one. Or they have the one that's a Y, but not that it's not a left turn or a right turn, or I need a left turn, but it's only a right turn or some weird ass thing. It's a nightmare. And so I end up buying four things that look kind of similar to what I think I need now that my mind is completely boggled and I go home and none of them fit because they're the wrong thread. They were supposed to be metric, but they're imperial or vice versa. Or I don't even know what's going on. Now, I do not know how I fixed it. Other than Melissa and I bought a new, well, for the, for the drinking water, we had to buy a new thing, not the filter part, but the other thingy, the thingy that the filter goes into the filter head. Let's say, I think that's what it's called. I don't know. The filter head. We had to buy a new filter head. Okay. Now that, no, that was a pain in the ass too, but eventually I did get the air gap so it would air gap without spitting out water or fish parts, right? That was all taken care of finally. I think I had at one point taken that apart and put it back together wrong. Might have been the problem. Can't really tell. Don't really want to say it out loud again. So, but I somehow fixed that part. And then the other part that I thought was leaking that stopped leaking, but then the, another thing was leaking. So it turns out, luckily, luckily, again, because if I touch it, I make it worse, you see. I had somehow made the uh, disposal unit loose. And so the leaking that I thought was coming from over there was actually coming just from the fact that it was loose. Really, the glory of homeownership, it has nothing. See, I always assumed it had to do with some sort of pride of ownership and, uh, you know, you know, kind of like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, appreciation. You know what I mean? Like where your home goes up in value and you get to keep that money. What is that called? God, I'm drawing such a blank. I'm drawing a blank because I've been under the sink. Do you understand? Living in a house that you quote unquote own. And we know that's a misnomer because the bank owns it, <laughs> but getting th this is just a lifelong supply of crap. I have to do. And for anyone that goes to college and, and, and I hope this doesn't sound snotty because I'm good going to walk it back as soon as I'm done. But for a lot of people that went to college, part of the reason they went to college is so they wouldn't have to learn plumbing. Because I was raised at a time where someone had the mistaken notion that it would be so much better to go to college and learn some sort of college thing and be a white collar person than it would be to learn plumbing. But you know what? You're going to have to learn plumbing anyway. You might as well just become a plumber and make plumber money. No one told me about plumber money. 
Why do you think I'm trying to fix all this myself? Because plumbers get plumber money. And it's nice, decent money. Now, sure, I wouldn't have lived in dormitories and gotten drunk and fell asleep in stairwells during fire alarms and all that kind of jazz. You know what I mean? Whatever. But uh, I would have been making plumber money for the last 30 years. And I don't know that that would be a bad thing. Because again, if you're going to own a home, you're going to have to be a plumber anyway. A plumber and an electrician and a gardener. All those things that you thought you were going to hire other people to do. Unless you're rich. Listen, maybe you make a lot more money than we do. Or maybe you live somewhere where the cost of living is lower and you just can have a thing or whatever. Or maybe you live somewhere where everyone's just super into that kind of stuff, man. I don't know. Do you, right? But every, I won't say every weekend, but every other weekend, it's something where I'm like, well, listen, it's going to cost a fortune to have somebody come fix this. So I might as well try to fix it by looking up how to fix it on YouTube. And then hopefully I won't make it so much worse that it'll cost even extra more extra for the plumber's time, right? Maybe if I can just keep it to whatever we would normally be paying the plumber when I can't figure it out, then that will be good. It's a win. If I can try to fix it without ruining it or flooding the house or whatever, I think that's a go. So the next thing for me is going to be back to electricity. So we have puck lights, right? You know what a puck light is? A puck light is a little light, for us anyway, that goes under the cabinet so it can shine down on the counter. Okay? So it's implanted into the cabinet, the bottom of the cabinets, to shine down. And they're everywhere because, you know, 15, however many years ago, we remodeled the kitchen. And when you're remodeling the kitchen, you don't think, hey, you know, in 10 or 15 years, all this stuff's going to start to fall apart and I'm going to have to fix it. You just think, oh, won't it be nice to have little lights shining down on the counter? And so there's two there, there's two there, there's three over there, and that's just at the bottom. Then there's the three inside the cabinet, too, because the cabinet has glass uh, face on it. So there's two, four, seven, 12 puck lights. Now, the problem is, now, sure, every once in a while, the bulb will go out. So you just unscrew the little thing. Da, 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 you get a new halogen 12-volt yada yada bulb, and you shove it in there, and it works. Until... A light bulb goes out and then you go to unscrew the thing and the thing, you know, the little frame that holds the lens that makes the light shine down the all soft and everything like you like it. The thingy, the thing that you turn breaks because it's really just a piece of crap made out of plastic that you overpaid for. And now they're all deteriorated and you can't replace them. You can't replace them because just enough time has passed that everyone's abandoned the old halogen puck lights 
and that style of insertion or whatever the hell it is. So what do I do? Well, I want to replace the puck lights. But I can't find the right puck lights. I can't find puck lights. I freaking hate puck lights. I can't find ones that'll fit. And Melissa and I talked about it and we're like, you know what we should do? If we're going to do this, let's replace them because they're all dying like this. They're all falling apart and it looks like crap because some of the puck lights, you can see them. Some of them you can't see, but some of them you can see them. So we say, well, listen, this will save us a lot of money if as we're repairing them, we switch over to LEDs or whatever the latest technology is that's energy efficient because these, they're only 12 volts, but they're halogen or whatever those hot old schoolish bulbs right well i can't i can't they have to be two inches in diameter and they can only be so deep because there's only so much room inside the cabinet finally i find some that might work but not only do you get to learn about electricity and puck lights and somehow as it turns out recreational vehicles and boats because a lot of these puck lights are made for recreational vehicles and boats but you get to go back to your studies about color temperature of lights see because we don't want any that are 6000k because those are too blue you want something you don't even really want 4000k See, because those are just kind of neutral. You want something warm. You want something closer to 3000K or 2800K. Ideally, 2800K, 3000K. That's nice warm white. That's warm white. They have to be warm white. Even though you think you're switching to LEDs, which I don't really think want to be warm white. I think LEDs want to be blue and we just force them to be white or something, but there's just, okay. So I finally find some and they're making me a little nervous because they're super reasonably priced, which is a nice way of saying cheap. Okay. Now the company that makes the ones that we have just as a point of reference, right. To replace with their latest model, which doesn't seem like it would work anyway, they're about $40 each. 40 times 12, no thank you. These that I found were about $13 for two. Yes, please. However, right, you probably are going to get what you pay for, meaning that they came straight from China with no instructions and it wasn't exactly what I needed. So I knew I was going to have to cut this and ram that up into there. And guess what? They worked. They finally worked. I didn't think they were going to work. Right. I hooked up the first one and it worked. And it even worked on a dimmer because see, it has to work on a dimmer. It has to work on a dimmer. And luckily it worked with 12 volts, which is what we have. And those little thingies, those little puck light thingies for us right now are only 12 volts has to be 12 volts and they're super shallow. So they would fit in the two inch hole in the bottom of the cabinet. So I got the first one to work and then I hooked up the second one. And then the first one started flashing 
which, as you can imagine, not ideal. It would dim a little bit and then it would go off and then you try to turn it back on and it would no, 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 no flash. Well, apparently they're DC, not AC. And you have to, again, learn the difference between alternating current and direct current. And you have to know that you can't just switch, right? The wires, the wires have to be the red goes to red and black goes to black. Otherwise flashing. So I hooked them both up and they fit. They look pretty good. And Melissa comes in and says, oh, they look awfully white. And I say, well, you mean the light? And she goes, no, 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 the ring, the ring part that shows is very white. And I'm like, yeah, listen, okay. I have looked high and low. No one makes off-white. I don't know where we're going to get off-white. I don't know how we got it before. No one has it. It's white, silver, or black. That Those are the choices. Even the ones that are $40 are white, silver, or black. That's it. Maybe gold. We could maybe find some gold ones. But off-white is just apparently not happening. So... I'm waiting, okay, for my wife to say something about the color of the light, the actual light, the light that is emitting from these new puck lights. Because, you see, she requires that it is a very warm white, okay? And with halogen bulbs... I don't think, I think they're inherently warm, but also if you put them on a dimmer, they get warmer as they get dimmer. I think that's just a natural part of how the whole system works. That's just, I don't know if it's how our eyeballs work, halogen, I don't really know. All I know is I'm pretty sure as they get dimmer, they get warmer. And these stupid puck lights that I put in, first of all, there's no way they're 3000K warm white. Okay. They're just white. I don't know what number goes with white. Is that four? Is that 5K? I have no idea, but they're just white. And if I dim them, they somehow get dimmer, but they don't get warmer. They just get dimmer. But days go by and I don't, bring it up to Melissa because I know she's going to bring it up. And she doesn't say anything. And days are ticking by. And days are ticking by, which means nights are ticking by. And nights are ticking by, which means we're using the puck lights in the kitchen. And they're going on and off and up and down with the dimmer. And she's not saying anything about the temperature of the light being emitted by the new puck lights. Until she does. And then she says, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. I maybe could live with the white ring, but yeah, no. They're brighter than the other puck lights, 
and they're really just not warm. And I'm like, yeah, but we can, the brightness that when they're all the same, then we just dim them and then they'll all be the same. If they're all the same and they're on the dimmer, we can just make them dimmer. And she's like, yeah, but what about the, no, they don't seem to get warmer as they get dimmer. They just seem to get dimmer. So like a logical person, a person who hasn't spent hours combing through Amazon looking at puck lights, she says, well, is the reason that we're settling for these? Potentially, but not. Because we're only looking on Amazon. Is there somewhere else that we could be looking at puck lights that we maybe could get off white rings and warmer? And I say, well, I, in 2007, yeah. But nothing exists anymore except for Amazon. I, I guess I could look at eBay. So they haven't been taken care of. They're not going to. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea when they're going to get taken care of. If I had my way now, I would spend $40 for each of the ones that I have to, have to, have to replace and just put the old ones in, which may be what it comes down to. I'd like to fix those puck lights and then run out of the house and never return. It's going to be a never ending search. I can, I can feel it. Because they're going to be, right, too big, too, you know, too like thick, high, whatever you want to call the inside part is going to be too much or the ring is going to be too white or the light is not going to be 28K. It's going to be 4K or not 28K. You know what I mean? 2800. Listen, you know what I'm talking about? This is all Kelvin. But I never wanted to know enough about plumbing and electricity and electronic, uh, like wiring to, to be able to even begin to understand it and explain it on this podcast. What do people, is this what people do? Is this just the American middle-class way is you just work all week and then all weekend you wash things and fix things is this why you guys drink so much i gotta try that all right thanks for listening of, and of course, I'm not going to start drinking because I can't because I have low blood sugar and I'll become an alcoholic. So I can't, right? Again, another thing, I can't just have a couple beers like a normal person like you and enjoy the weekend with some Bud Light or whatever. <laughs> whatever beer is not getting in trouble this week. Like, I just don't, I can't do that. Oh, God, I don't know. I need a hobby very badly. So listen, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for downloading. I 
really have to go cut my hair, so I don't know when I'm going to get to finishing this show. We'll we'll see. I hope I hope you get this show before next weekend. I'll put it that way. But anyway, listen. Thank you for listening. And as always, this is uh, the Bitter's Pill, and it is made possible thanks to the patrons that patronize the show through Patreon. Patrons like uh, Paulette Gardner, Maury Estabrooks, Samantha Couture, Sean Othan, Armand Norelli, Peter Chase, Edward Nothnagel, Rob Usedon, Dave Hall of Fame Jackson, Heather Worth, Harold Goldner, Sean Wooten, Flores, whose last name I can't pronounce. I'm sorry, Flores, I'm really sorry. Tom Carroll, David Chase, and Gerard Cortinez, and Mike uh, Michael Saffel. Is it Saffel or Saffel? I really should force people to give me some sort of pronunciation guide. Because I can always think of a wrong way to pronounce someone's name, trust me. Okay? All right, so thank you. I hope your weekend projects went well. I hope everything is right not leaking and not shocking people and not too dark and not too bright keeping the weeds at bay that's coming pulling weeds i I sprayed the weeds with vinegar now i'm gonna pull the weeds so that'll be next week it won't be the next podcast i hope please lord Mm, but it's coming all right i hope you're doing well and i will talk to you again soon bye-bye The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.